Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. I'm Nicholas Rod. And I'm Chris Baker. And we are back once again. Nick, why are we here on a Wednesday? You know, we're supposed to do this on Friday, not Wednesday. You know, I was kind of wondering the same thing, because I had forgotten for a minute, but I suddenly remembered, and now I will explain to all of you. So, we're here because we decided that we wanted to do a bit of a sub-series, where in the weeks leading up to the election, starting, you know, here in July, we wanted to give you a bit of information about past candidates who have already dropped out and some information as we get closer about the remaining candidates. So we're just going to be here for little, you know, mini episodes, giving you information about why candidates dropped out, what their campaigns were, what was good about their campaigns, and where they might have failed. I'm excited for this little sub-series. As am I. All right, let's jump right into it. All right, so our first candidate for this week is the first candidate to drop out in the year 2020, and that was Julian Castro. He was a Democrat. He dropped out January 2nd. 2020 to be exact, and he was 45 years old. And as soon as he dropped out, he endorsed Elizabeth Warren. Now, Julian Castro was the only Latino candidate in this year's presidential race. He was a huge supporter of reforming poverty as well as immigration. First, we will talk about his poverty plan. He had three main goals. He wanted to make all school lunches free for all children, so there would be no lunch shaming. Another thing he wanted to add was um, $60 a month for all families below the poverty line to the SNAP program. Supplemental Nutrition Assistant Program, also known as SNAP. And another thing that was a main goal of his was to add college students eligible for the SNAP program. He also wanted to keep the Obama administration nutrition value plan in place. Yeah, so his general idea on the whole thing was that, you know, there are so many people in this country who don't know when their next meal is going to come. Um, you know, so many people struggle with with paying their bills, with keeping the lights and the water on, you know, putting food on the table sometimes becomes a non-necessity some days and uh, for poor families. And so he wants to help reform that and help, um, help those people start to, you know, build themselves back up as well as just to have a nice hot meal every day of their lives. He also said that um, before the country, the country's economy can grow as a whole, we need to help the people in the country first and get them on a more successful path. Absolutely. And moving right along from this, then there was his major immigration ideals where he wanted to completely erase the federal code that stated that unauthorized immigration was a criminal offense. He wanted immigrants to have a way to get in without 
extreme testing because he believes that the current immigration policies in this country are completely unfair, especially how they've been restricted uh, during the Trump administration. He wants people in this country to understand that immigration is an absolute necessity. Um, he understands that some people may not be open to it at first, but his idealism was that you could introduce the people to it uh, little by little, and eventually they would come to to agree with it and and be supportive of it. And he believes that the people need to understand how important immigrants are and that you know, unauthorized immigration isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to our country. You know, uh, he at one point went into a conversation about how um, how immigrants pretty much built this country, how, you know, we've always had immigrants entering this country. Um, you know, not too long ago, our immigration cap per year was 110,000 under the Obama administration. And now we're looking at restrictions of about 30,000 under the Trump administration. And he thinks that needs to grow, especially since by the year 2050, he believes and the World Bank believes that we're going to be looking at about, I believe it was 150 million or 250 million um, displaced you know, refugees because of climate change. So now let's take a bit of a look as to why he might not have gotten as far as he might have expected, why he ended up having to drop out so early. He was financially capable of going into debates. He had $800,000 raised, but it simply came down to he was not getting the poll numbers that he needed to go into these debates. And when he withdrew, he said it simply isn't our time. But Nick, can you explain to us why he wasn't getting some of those poll numbers? So the main factors as to why he might not have been getting the votes that he was looking for comes down to, I believe, two reasons. And it's one for each one of his main policies. So as far as his immigration policy goes, the simple fact of it is that people aren't willing to accept uh, unauthorized immigration being okay. So many people in this country believe that there should be a, you know, a decently strict policy on immigration, or at least some kind of plan in place to make sure that immigration happens uh, through the system and not just people coming across the border as they please. Now, Castro did say that he wasn't looking for no limits immigration because that would be a little excessive. But at the same time, from the research we've done, couldn't really find much as far as a real policy goes as for what he was looking for in immigration. And I think that put people off just a bit too much for him to get any sort of real traction in the, in the voting field. And as far as the poverty um, problem goes, his, his uh, poverty policy, there just wasn't enough traction for that in general. Um, he was one of two candidates, if I remember reading correctly, that was even talking about poverty 
in any sort of way during this this uh this race and there just isn't enough traction for it in the general public there aren't enough people thinking about that to really think of it as a main problem in this country right now and so he would lose popularity by pushing for this so heavily because there just aren't enough people thinking about it overall with all that being said that is the end of why julian castro his election failed and i hope you all enjoyed next week we'll be talking about maureen williamson and why her election failed and all the details about her thank you for listening and i hope you enjoyed this is nicholas rod and I'm Chris Baker. Make sure you listen to our weekly current event news podcast Friday. Yep, absolutely. All right. See you later, guys.